Schwenk, and I'm so thrilled you're listening in with us at Root Like Faith. It is our deepest desire to encourage and equip men and women to be rooted in God's Word, transformed by the love of Jesus, and moved by His mission in the power of the Holy Spirit. Nothing is more important. Well, today we are continuing the conversation on suffering, and more specifically, how to turn to God when you feel afraid. I know firsthand the tendency to want to run when suffering hits, so I'm going to share a bit of my story and practical steps you can take to turn to God when you feel afraid. So let's get started. On today's episode of Root Like Faith, we are talking about how to turn to God when you feel afraid. And like we've been saying over the last several weeks, we all face trials, hardships, and suffering. But there are many times we are so overwhelmed by our circumstances that we can't see the path forward. And so I'm hoping that this is a really helpful episode where you can uh, understand how you can turn to God when you feel afraid. It's just me today because I want to share with you some stories that of, of times in my life where I have faced fear, where I have faced anxiety over my circumstances. And I think back to uh, quite a while ago, I had a, about a 10-year span where I had five miscarriages. So um, we have four kids. Our oldest is 18. We have an 18-year-old, a 16-year-old, a 13-year-old, and an 11-year-old. And I'm sure if you've been listening along with us, you've heard us talk about them from time to time. But during this span of about a decade, I actually had, so I had my four children that are alive today, but in the middle of all of that, I also had five miscarriages. So I had nine pregnancies in 10 years and it was a roller coaster of emotions for me because I was afraid. I was afraid. I couldn't, every pregnancy, I was so afraid. There was no answer as to why I had the miscarriages. Um, Some of them were as late as 20 weeks, 16 weeks. So I never felt, uh, felt settled, I guess. I, I really, really struggled uh, through that time. And I think about emotionally, it was just so, I was so up and down and really tried my best to cling to God and his word, because what else could I do? Right. Um, so that, that's an, a season of my life where I can, I feel like I can remember just living in fear, um, and trying my best to turn to God over and over in the midst of that. And then more recently, uh, as you've probably heard us talk about, um, just a few years ago, my husband was diagnosed, uh, my husband, Pat, who is usually on the, the podcast with me, um, he was diagnosed with a blood cancer, an incurable blood cancer, and uh, praise the Lord, he is in complete remission now um, without a trace of cancer in his body, and we're just praying that God keeps the cancer away. But I remember um, when he was diagnosed and honestly wanting to just I mean, what do you do? But I, I, I can't really remember a lot from that moment or that day, except for that I was in complete shock, frozen in fear and wanted to throw up. The only thing I could do is come up to my bedroom and be alone and try to somehow wrap my mind around what was going on. And so 
there's certainly times in our lives where we freeze uh, in response to fear. It's it's natural, actually, because uh, it's not natural for us to immediately turn to God, I don't think. Um, we live in a world where there's a lot of pain, there's a lot of suffering, that we face a lot of trials, whether it's cancer or finances or uh, sickness of some sort or a disability, an accident, a tragedy, whatever it is, um, an unfaithful spouse, really the list could go on and on and on. The things that we face in life can be really, really hard. And it's natural for us to want to freeze in the middle of our pain. It's no wonder that we feel paralyzed by our pain and frozen in our fear. And, you know, I share a lot of this. um, Pat and I both share a lot about um, feeling afraid and just really our story, all about our story in our book that I know we've mentioned over the last few weeks, In a Boat in the Middle of a Lake trusting the God who meets us in our storm. We really pull back the veil on our personal lives. It's it's hard to do that and share just exactly how we were feeling uh, with you, but we're, we're just hoping that God uses that, uses our pain for his glory in your life to bring you hope um, and help you through whatever it is that you may face in life someday, um, but know that you can turn to God no matter what you are going through. And so today I really want to focus specifically on how we can turn to God when we feel afraid. Because like I said, um, like when Pat was diagnosed, I wanted to th- throw up. I had to be by myself in my room. I couldn't even, I was just trying to wrap my mind around what was going on. And it didn't, it wasn't like one day this went on and on and on. I think it took a couple of weeks for me to feel like I could function a little bit normally. I was gripped by fear and anxiety. Um, so when we face pain and suffering, we have all sorts of choices that we can make. We can run, we can hide. We, some of us find, try to choose to find comfort or relief in someone or something else besides Jesus. But one thing we shouldn't do, um, is nothing. And that's why I want to talk about responding to our fear and how we can turn to God instead of those other things, (laughs) how we can turn to God and not away from him when we are feeling afraid. And I'm hoping we have some tools here and I'm hoping that this, this process to follow will really, really help you if you are facing fear now or for when you face fear or anxiety in the future. In Psalm 56.3, the psalmist writes, When I am afraid, I put my trust in you. And, you know, that's a verse that I came back to over and over again. And I still do when when fear threatens to grip me, anxiety rises up. Psalm 56.3, When I am afraid, I put my trust in you. So I want to give you a few practical steps to take the next time you find yourself staring danger in the face. And each of these steps are meant to help you not only turn to God, okay? It's not just turning to him, but also then trusting in him that he will take care of you no matter what you are facing. So the first thing um, that I would say that we need to do is we need to identify the fear. So I don't know if you noticed, but in Psalm 56, three, the psalmist says, when 
I am afraid. Okay, so he's not saying if, he says when I am afraid, which which means that fear, we know this already, but fear is inevitable at some point in our life. Most of us, I mean, there's a lot of us that face fear every single day. Um, we might just be a fearful person or we might be facing something that is lifelong. So there's a lot of us who face fear each day. But I want to remind you of something here. Fear is rarely from God. Okay. There are times obviously that God can use fear to protect us and take us, you know, out of a situation or something. But in general, fear like this that we're talking about over our circumstances, it's rarely from God. And so we need to pay attention to when we are feeling afraid and why? Because I think we can get so caught up in our head, in our fear, and in our, in our anxiety, um, and we live there for a while until all of a sudden the light bulb comes on, and we're like, "Wait a minute! Why am I letting this like rule my?" I mean, sometimes I do this for a couple of days, and then I'm like, "What is wrong with me? Why am I worrying about this?" So fear loves to live in the shadows. And one of the most important first steps that we can take is to identify what we are specifically afraid of. So I want to give you a common, a common list of fears, some fears that we pretty much probably all can identify with at some point in our life. I think I can. Um, and so what you're going to do then is you're going to identify the fear. So here's some common fears. Okay. And then you're going to write the, the fear down that you're struggling with the most. This is the first step. Here's some common fears that we can face. Fear of death, uh, fear of sickness, which I think can also go along with death. I guess fear of suffering in general, fear of the future, fear of finances, fear of people, I think we can have the a fear of just the unknown when life feels uncertain and unknown and, and we're, we don't have control over it. So those are just some common fears. I'm sure there's many others that I didn't list there. I just wanted to give you some common ones because I want you to kind of see where we start here. So we identify the fear then. So I'll just use myself as an example. So my, my fear... Um, there was a couple of fears going on with my husband for in general. I'll, I'll use him as the example. So um, in his sickness, the, the fears that I was facing, I think the biggest fear probably was just the unknown, um, the fear of the unknown and the, uh, the uncertain future that we face. Because honestly, you're in the middle of that and you don't know. I mean, none of us know, obviously, but when you're facing death, um, in the face and knowing that you are sick and that could happen to you. Um, it's a whole nother ball game and everything feels so uncertain and unknown. And so I feared, I guess I feared death for him and I feared the unknown for all of us. And so, so that's me identifying the fears that I was struggling with. Um, and at that time. So I was struggling with the unknown. And, and then obviously, as time went on, those changed because I, I found hope and courage as he went through treatment and things, uh, things were better. And I realized that, you know, that we could put some put his cancer in remission. I, of course, I still fear his death um, to some degree, but I have to say it's, it's a lot less now because I've seen, um, how they can, how they can take care of him. Um, and also because I learned how to turn to God 
when I felt afraid. So there's the, the fear for me was death. The fear for me was also the unknown. And I'm going to stick with that unknown and uncertain future. Um, because I think that's probably, um, the place where I struggle the most. Uh, I like to know what's going to happen. Um, and maybe you can identify with that. And this, uh, my life is not like that anymore. So fear of uncertainty and fear of the unknown. So that's naming the fear. It's, it's saying, identifying the fear and saying, this is what I'm struggling with. So write down, that's your first step to put a name to your fear, write it down. What is it that's really, you know, the bottom line, the thing that you're really, really struggling with. And then secondly, you're going to identify the lie. Once we have identified our fear, it's critical for us to trace the lie underneath our fear. So that's really the issue is there's, there's stuff underneath this fear. There's a reason we're, we're afraid. And this is another way when we identify this lie, it's another way for us to turn to God when we are afraid. We're trying to get underneath or behind what is making us so fearful. Here are some questions that we would want to ask ourselves when we're identifying the lie. Uh, and, and this is not, um, there, there's more questions you could ask, but this is a good list. It's not comprehensive by any means, but there, this is a good list of questions to ask yourself when you are feeling afraid, when you're trying to identify what's making you so fearful, the lie. So what are we not believing about God's word? What are we not believing about God's word? Is there a promise I am doubting? Is there some kind of deficit in my relationship with God the Father? Is this a spiritual attack meant to lead me toward doubt and despair? Am I trying to be God? So here I am. I've identified my fear. My fear is I'm, I'm afraid of an unknown and uncertain future. So what am I, my, what, now when I identify the lie, I'm going to say, what am I not believing about God's word? Well, I'm not believing that he says that he has a future and a plan for me. So I'm doubting I'm doubting that promise from him. What is the promise I'm doubting? I'm doubting that God says, I, you have a future and I have a plan for you. I'm not trusting him. The other question that I said, um, is there some kind of deficit in my relationship with God the Father? In this circumstance, maybe I'm not believing that God really loves me, right? Like he says, he says he loves me. If he loves me, then he's going to take care of me. So I don't need to be afraid of an unknown future. So see how these questions kind of help you get to the bottom of the, the fear. They help you identify the lie that you're believing. So the lie that I'm believing when I say, is there some kind of deficit in my relationship with God the Father? Well, yeah, I'm not believing that he loves me and, he, and, he, and he'll take care of me. That's the lie I'm believing that God doesn't really love me, that God doesn't really care about my future. Um, what, are we, what am I not believing about God's word? Well, the lie there. I, I'm not believe, I believe that, that God doesn't have a future for me, that he doesn't have a plan for me. That's, that's the lie I'm believing. Um, so this helps you identify the lie underneath your fear. And there's usually a lie behind our fear. It could be, here's some examples for you, the lie that God's not going to be present and powerful. The lie, like I said, that we're not loved. 
the lie that God has left us or abandoned us, the lie that we have to create our own security, the lie that God doesn't know what he is doing. Really, the list goes on and on and on. But God wants to free us from being enslaved by fear. And so we not only need to identify the fear like we did to begin with, we also have to have to identify the lie behind it. And then lastly, we have to identify the truth. And really, this is the point where, you know, this is what sets us free and enables us to walk confidently, no matter what the outcome is. Okay. Because when we can identify that lie that we're believing, get underneath it and identify um, well, first identify the fear, get underneath it, identify the lie that we're really believing, then we can turn that lie around into truth. Okay. So this last step is where we're going to identify the truth. And one simple way to identify the truth is to take the lies that we have named and replace them with the truth of God's word. It's really, really simple. Uh, Much of the Christian life is choosing to walk by faith and not by feeling. And yet God has promised us to give us his peace. And he, he does so increasingly, right? He gives us the joy of sharing in his life, the abundant life that Jesus talks about, um, So we have to identify that truth. We replace our lies with the truth of God's word. Uh, John, I love John 10, 10. It says the thief comes only to steal and to kill and to destroy. I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. And Jesus is saying here, I I have come not only to give you life, but I want to give you a full life. And so we can walk in the freedom of, of God's promises and his truths. When we, when we say, listen, this is the lie I'm believing and I'm not going to believe it anymore. I'm going to replace it with the truth of God's word. And this is a battle. It requires staying awake spiritually and persevering in difficult seasons. This for some of us will be a daily battle. I remember, um, my husband, I love, he has this little notebook and as he was going through, once he was diagnosed, as he was going through treatment, he would write scriptures in this little, this little notebook. And he just continued to write scriptures as he would come across them that encouraged him. And he literally every single day I would see him with that little notebook and he would just be reading the scriptures. He was replacing the lies that he was believing with God's truth. And that's how we find freedom from our fears. Um, and I just love that he still pulls that little journal out. He still uses that to replace the lies with truth. It's a battle. We have, this is something we have to do every single day is hold on to his promises and cling to his word, uh, turning away from fear when it rears its ugly head, right? Because it does like just when you think, okay, I think I'm doing good. Um, then it just all of a sudden comes out of nowhere again. And when we do this, when we learn to do this and we do this consistently, it develops a deeper intimacy with God, our Father. We find a greater trust in Him. We find more peace and we find less fear. And this is what Jesus wants for us. I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. So here is 
just a really simple way to identify your lie with truth. Okay. So we've already gone through those other steps of identifying what we're afraid of in the first place, then also identifying the lie that we're believing. And now we're going to identify the truth. And so fear, let me give you an example. Fear is when I'm afraid, my fear is telling me that I'm alone. Okay. What fear is telling me. So I'm identifying something that, that the lie that I'm believing fear is telling me that I'm alone. God is telling me Hebrews 13, five, I am with you. This is how simple it is. Write that down in a notebook. What fear is telling me? What's that lie that you're believing? I am alone. What God is telling me? What's God telling you? God's word says in Hebrews 13, five, I am with you. Okay. So it's that simple. It's that last step that will bring you uh, freedom and peace when you are clinging to God's word, turning away from your fears and turning to God and turning to God, um, God's word. So I, I want to encourage you to answer that question. What is the fear? What's the fear? What's the lie telling me? And then what is God telling me? So that's turning your fear and your lie into hope and truth. It's identifying the truth. So those are the simple steps that I want to share with you today on how to turn to God when you feel afraid. And I, I, I mean, it really is pretty simple, but I think so many of us live in our head. We live in our fear. We live in our anxiety and we're so gripped by it that we don't even know what to do. So I hope, I hope those steps help uh, to bring you freedom and hope. And, and like Jesus says, give you life, but not just life, life to the full. Well, I've loved sharing a bit with you today, and I pray that these practical steps will help you turn to God and not away from him. And I know how hard that can be. So everything I talked about today, we have put together in a simple downloadable resource for you called How to Turn to God When You Feel Afraid. And in that resource, we literally walk you through everything I just talked about and I hope it'll be a resource you turn to over and over again. And please share that resource with your friends who are struggling as well, um, who could use that guide. So I'll be sure to put the link to that in our show notes. Also, In a Boat in the Middle of a Lake isn't here until September 8th, but you can pre-order the book today and start reading right now with the first three chapters. And we also have a comprehensive scripture memorization guide for you, whatever you are facing. It's it's really comprehensive. We have all sorts of um, topics that you can go to, go to and then read the scriptures that pertain to that topic to help you. Um, we also have an exclusive access code that will be to our private Facebook group uh, with Pat and I, where we're giving you a peek into our lives and sharing more resources with you over the next few months. So you can head to Amazon, Barnes and Noble, or anywhere books are sold to pre-order your copy. And we'll be sure to leave the link to the pre-order goodies in the show notes. so good to be with you today. And as you know, if you've been joining us every week, each week, we walk away with a key idea. It's the main takeaway summing up what we've talked about. So today's key idea is 
We find peace and freedom when we choose to enter our fear and pain instead of escaping it. We'll be sure to put that key idea in the show notes as well as anything else we referenced at rootlikefaith.com forward slash podcast. You can also follow us on Instagram at Patrick W. Schwank and at Ruth Schwank or on Facebook. And as if I didn't say it enough already, I know I say this every single week, but I really, really mean it. We're thrilled you're joining us. And we welcome you into our family here at Root Like Faith. If you enjoyed the show today, would you be so kind to leave us a review or a rating? That really helps us and we really, really appreciate it. Talk to you soon.